college football fans. Another fresh episode of the Pocket Pressure Podcast. If you've forgotten, I'm Thomas, here with Jacob, my co-host, here for another week of college football in the offseason. How are we feeling? Good. Just watched the Super Bowl. A couple days. Today's Monday, yeah? That was yesterday. That was yesterday, yeah. Did today feel like two days for you? Today did feel like two days, Uh, yeah. Those are always good days. Like most days with kids. Every day feels like two. That's true, yeah. Yeah, in a good way, not in a bad way. My my youngest, he actually thinks that there's two days because he takes a nap, so... He lives double the time that we do, apparently. Because, like, when we tell him we're going places in two days, like, he'll wake up from his nap and think it's time time to go. <laughs> so, that's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you enjoy it? To... How, how was the Super Bowl for you? Did you enjoy it? I mean, I know we're college football here, but there's former college football players. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say one thing about the Super Bowl. That it was and dumb. I enjoyed 58 minutes of it. Hmm. And I want everyone who's listening right now to know that on Sunday night, you got robbed. We all got robbed. Like, we got robbed. I didn't, I didn't care if the Eagles won. I didn't care if the Chiefs won. Genuinely. Did not care. Just wanted to see a good game. And we all collectively got robbed of an incredible finish. We had maybe it w- 58 minutes of great football, but then, yeah, we were denied the chance of watching a legitimate Eagles drive to try to win or tie. Yeah, and maybe they didn't. Maybe they don't score, but we never got the chance to see it. Yeah, that, and uh, oh, yeah. I just left feeling a little, little, little gypped is definitely the best way to say it. I mean, admittedly, it was a holding. But, like, it hadn't been called all game. It's like umpires in baseball. When you establish a strike zone, you establish your zone. Like, they had established that they were letting them play. And then that was the game. That was it. So that sucked. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what, like, I've heard so many people saying today is, well, technically it was a penalty. Like, I I don't care. I don't care. Like, the NFL, when it, when it, when it comes down to it, is entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like the NFL has, and same with college football, has literally no other benefit to society <laughs> other than entertaining us. That's the whole purpose. So why would you, like, why do we get things like this? No one wants that. Mm-mm. I mean, it's obviously was... human human error, but like we can get rid of that. What for, First of all, the refs, after something like that, the refs should always regroup. Like, huddle up. Was it egregious? No. All right, we're not. We're picking up the flag. No flag on the play. Yeah. And if they still can't figure it out, someone from New York needs to buzz in and say, "You guys are idiots. Pick up the flag. <laughs> you're not calling that penalty, or you're fired." Or, or just have what they have in uh, in soccer with like a VAR. Like you have your virtual referee and so just have somebody that's constantly reviewing any penalties anything to then say no that wasn't a penalty or yes it was i, I don't know it's a it's a debate because then you start worrying about technology getting too involved i get that part of the sport is like the human component but like it sucks so bad when that happened 
I was furious because that was the game. Like they just yeah. took a couple of knees, kicked the field goal, and then there's nothing the Eagles could do. Like Jalen Hurts tried, but man, but phenomenal game by both teams. But it was, yeah. And it's nothing like I don't want to take anything away from the Chiefs, and I'm not gonna say I'm not trying to sit here and say like the Eagles lost because of that penalty because I no, don't believe yeah it. I do not they believe could that. they could have not converted on the drive anyway like who knows yeah like you said no yeah but what I what I do believe is that we got robbed that's, that's what that's, I believe like that's I, 100% I don't percent accurate the Eagles maybe they maybe they go down and score maybe they don't. Maybe they deserve to win that game. Maybe they don't. I don't care about that. I just maybe care we get that overtime. I got robbed. We would have had overtime, maybe. Yeah. I mean, all they would need is a field goal. Take it to yeah. overtime. So, that was... yeah, just dumb. Anyway, there's our there's our NFL bit for the week. And yeah. now we don't have any NFL games. Next football game that has actual meaning will be a college football game. That's right, baby. Unless you got count it. the XF, XFL or the USFL. But that's why I said that have meaning so yeah i do not i i tried i remember when the xfl came out during like right before covid hit yeah that was awful timing yeah that was awful timing it was like okay it was okay like if you're starved i mean i i equate it to like if you're starving and haven't eaten in like months then like some crap nasty food is going to taste delicious and so that's the same with that kind of football like if you're starved for football and you just need football That'll that'll you know quench your thirst. That'll satisfy your hunger for a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, speaking of crappy food, that's a terrible segue because it has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about next. But um, <laughs> kick it off with some college football news here. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of crappy with. food, speaking <laughs> of crappy food, let's talk conference alignment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess for some people it leaves a crappy feeling in their stomach, but well, yeah, well, let's, let's talk about let's it. talk. Let's talk. So first off, let's talk Pac-12. Latest news has the Pac-12 meeting with officials in Dallas with SMU. And I can't remember, did they meet with SDSU? Like, or is that just, the, that's been on the table for a long time, I feel like, right? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if they're just rumors or what, but they're, if they're rumors, they're out there for a reason, you know? Yeah. So SMU and San Diego State, as as of this moment, appear to be the leading candidates for the Pac-12. Um, what what are we what are we thinking with this? Like as as the two of us as primary Pac-12 fans, obviously all of college football, but both of our teams, well are currently in the Pac-12. One of ours is leaving for the Big Ten soon, yes. And who knows where Oregon will go in the future. But I guess maybe this is more of a question for me, who will continue to have a team in the Pac-12, whereas yours is yeah. gone. But I think SMU is just kind of a funky pick, man. Like, <laughs> geographically, not even close, but... I have to ask myself the question, does geography even matter anymore with conferences? Like it used to mean something, but now you've got West Virginia that's going to play in the same conference as Texas and Oklahoma. Or no, sorry. They do currently play in the same conference. They don't anymore, but yeah, like it's just like, does, does it matter? 
Like, what are we? Are we just going to be electing teams like across the country and forming an alliance? Would you like to form an alliance? I would very much so. Yeah, I. In terms of adding value to the Pac-12, I see where they're going with SMU, getting into Texas, because there's just so much there's just so much talent in Texas, high school talent, obviously. Um, well, talent, whatever you know what I'm saying, recruiting talent right. in Texas. Um, so I see why they'd want to get in there. Um, San Diego State is kind of an obvious choice in terms of like you're losing SC and UCLA. You want to get someone in Southern California. San Diego State made sense but, to me. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Geographically, it makes sense. Uh, I think, I mean, you're losing SC and UCLA, who in the Pac 12 have the most history in the two biggest sports. Correct. Like SC has the most history in football, UCLA has the most history in basketball. That's just a lot to lose. And then to replace it with SMU and San Diego State. No, I mean, nothing necessarily against those programs. I, it's just the SC and UCLA, it's like, I mean, you're losing two powerhouse programs in their respective sports. They can't be replaced. They can't be replaced. Like, punch for punch, they're not going to be replaced. Like, you can't replace history that quickly, unfortunately. But yeah. But what if you're the Pac-12 commissioner, if you're George, good old George, and you're trying to find replacement teams, what what are we looking for in a team? Are we looking for potential? Like, obviously, you want to have good teams across all sports, primarily football and basketball, which, quite frankly, I feel like SMU and SDSU both check the box there. Like, not, not incredibly successful programs, but they've had glimpses of success right like i mean sdsu was popping in the top 25 just a couple years ago smu's historically been pretty good at football basketball sdsu's up there like pretty regularly Kawhi leonard sdsu alum yeah um i just don't know what else you look for beyond that like i'm not in that position but yeah i think they're looking for TV markets too. Um, the other, the other two schools that I would think of not for TV markets, but just in terms of being competitive for football would be like Fresno or Boise state. Those are the um, two that I got on my list too. I threw you and yeah. in there too. Just that makes sense geographically, yeah. but like their program sucks. Like that's not, that's yeah. hard to justify think- bringing in UNLV for football. I feel yeah, and who knows what their what their f- fandom is like, but they're following. But I'm pretty sure UNLV has a lot of money, if I'm remembering right. Just their sure athletic department as a whole. Yeah, I think they have like a couple of like really wealthy um, alumni that donate just a ton to the program. I think mm-hmm. if I'm re- if I'm remembering right. Um, but yeah, UNLV, they just, I don't know, I guess they're okay at basketball. Yeah, but I mean. you kind of, you kind of, if you're going to bring someone in, man, they they kind of need to be rel- like relatively right relevant. relevant in football. Yeah, uh, which I think Boise State and everything. Fresno State, Boise State and Fresno State check both those boxes. 
Yeah. I don't even know if Fresno State has a best. I think they have a basketball team. But like, if you're looking strictly at football, which I think, if you're gonna make like a pie chart of like the sports and like give weight to each sport that you're looking at when considering bringing in a program, football's got to be seventy five percent of the chart, seventy to seventy five percent. Basketball making up the other, not the whole pie, but probably another good piece of the pie. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that pans out. But. That's got to be coming soon. I saw they just released a statement today, like all the Pac-12 commissioners like released a statement saying that they're working on a TV deal and it's imminent and going to be happening any day now. But oh, dang. we'll yeah. see. Which, I mean, I, I don't I, think that they would make a TV deal before knowing who's going to be joining the conference. I don't think – like you got to know who the teams are before the deal. So maybe they've got the teams lined up and they're just crossing their T's and dotting their I's. I don't know. Yeah. As a Pac-12 fan, I for sure would want, of those schools, I definitely want San Diego State. You don't want San uh, Diego State? I would. I would. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're they're competitive in football and basketball. Um, yeah. San Diego is a good market. There's a lot of people in San Diego. Yep. Um, I would think they would draw more viewership television-wise than, like, Boise State or Fresno State. Um that's just a hunch. And then obviously just SMU, I think they're Dallas, right? Yeah, they are. Um, you know, the Dallas market, obviously a ton of people. It's just a big market. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's what's driving SMU and San Diego It's got to be. It has to be. Is the viewership. As a fan, my top two choices would be San Diego State and Boise State. Yeah. Those would be cool. But. Speaking of realignment, in the other switch, we have Oklahoma and Texas have reached an agreement to leave early from the Big 12 and head over to the SEC beginning next year, right? Beginning in the 2024, fall of 2024, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So not this coming season, but the following yeah. season. This is yeah. their last hurrah in the Big 12. If you want to call losing a hurrah. But. <laughs> um, to me, this is like a big whoop, like great. Like as a fan, I'm excited because I get to see them over in the SEC one year sooner. But like, I don't, I mean, they had to pay, I think what was like 50 million each to like Fox, I think to get out of their TV agreement early or something. I can't remember. That's what they negotiated it down yeah. to. But for me, I'm just like, Okay, like what implications are that? I mean, I guess it speeds up the Big 12's timeline of replacing teams. Like, and I don't know what their current status is. If potentially Pac 12 is going to poach a couple teams from the Big 12, I don't see that happening though. But I, I don't know. What are, what's, what are your thoughts with this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just did a quick Google search there. Combined 100 million, they're forfeiting from the big 12 TV revenue. Um, okay. But they're getting, going to be getting so much from the that's, SEC. Yeah. They don't, they do not care. It's a wash. doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish I, I could mean, talk about dollars in that, in that kind of light, like, Oh, 50 million. It's a wash. I don't care. I know. I know. Anyway. Um, I, I don't know. I, Oklahoma and Texas, they're going to get talent. I think when they first move into the SEC, they're going to be kind of middle of the pack. I don't necessarily see them 
competing for the SEC right away. Um, not you necessarily. Don't see Oklahoma, I, you don't see Oklahoma competing pretty close soon. Uh, I mean, their recruiting class was pretty good, but they were pretty bad last year. Yeah, I wonder though if that's just like a minor like adjustment season, like with Venables coming on, like new coach, like quarterbacks gone. Like, I think you expected a little bit of a a regression. I see. I see Texas competing in the and I shouldn't say this. I've told myself I'm You've not done this every this, year. You've done this every but year. But I can <laughs> but I can see Texas competing in the SEC faster than Oklahoma. Um, you've got I mean, you've got a Texas, foot on the bandwagon again. You've got a foot on on the cart dude, there. Don't let me do it. But Texas, I mean, they've been bringing in just loads of talent. Um I mean, they're bringing in Arch Manning. Uh he I mean, he could start this year. I I was not I thought Quinn Ewers at first looked really good. I don't know if he was hurt in the back half of the year, but he didn't look very good to me at he all. He shaved his mullet, though, so maybe that'll help him perform better on the field. At least he won't look like an idiot now. <laughs> Dude, I, I just I don't understand mullets. I, I get it as ironic and it's funny, but... Yeah, it's not like my brother, my brother, hairstyle. My brother-in-law has a mullet, and I think it's funny, but he looks way better when he cuts it. <laughs> So I don't know, whatever. People can do what they want, but it's gone now for Quinn years. So, all right. Well, long live the mullet. Yeah. So, long story short, are we excited? Are we just kind of neutral? Is this just news to like? Yeah, it's just news to me. Like I, I, I kind of assumed they'd find a way to get in by twenty twenty four. When I saw twenty twenty five, I was like, eh, I don't think they're gonna wait that. They're gonna figure out a way, you know. So. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we'll see. We'll see then, too, how this speeds up the timeline for Big 12 looking to, you know, replace yeah. that. And that'll be interesting to see if they have to scramble. And Well, they already have. I mean, they, they already, I mean, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston all start joining the Big 12 this season. Yeah, that's true. So maybe so, they I don't mean, have to replace anybody. It's true. Yeah. They'll have 12 when Oklahoma and Texas leave. So. It will literally be the Big 12 for the first time in a while, right? (laughs) They will finally know how to count, correct. That drives me nuts with the Big 10 and Big 12. I mean, maybe it's just like a, you know, I like things to be accurate, but, you know. The Big 10 doesn't want to change change every year. They just don't want to change their big logo. It's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. But they could be the Big 16 that still kind of looks like a 6. Yeah, but they'll only have 14 with SC and UCLA, right? I don't know. Doesn't matter. I think they're it's not going to their name. They're not going to change yeah. their name. No, they're not. They're not going to. All right. All right. What do we next got next? Piece of news. Next piece of news. You hit it there. All right. Florida State extends Mike Norvell through the 2029 season. Josh Heupel just a couple weeks ago also got an extension. I think it might have been through 2029 as well. It was a it was a decent extension. My question for you, Thomas is our programs too eager to extend these young coaches with really only a year of success at their given program for a rec- for, for, for a little reference here, Norvell was eight and 13 at FSU going into the 2022 season. They were 10 and three this year, but he was eight and 13 going into 2022. And now he's extended through 2029 based on one season. My, yes. To answer your question, yes. I feel like programs are eager to extend a coach 
pretty early on. Like, I understand that as an AD, you want longevity, you want consistency in your program. So locking down a coach for an extended period of time is for sure a relief. And it probably takes a, a lot of work and stress off of your plate. But at the same time, like, I don't understand, like, wouldn't you, he's under contract. So it's not like he's going to be out, like, at the end of next year. I, I say let him let him prove themselves still. Like, especially when you're a team in, like, a Power 5 conference. And not only that, but you're in a Power 5 conference and you're at, like, the top tier. Like, Florida State's a top program in the ACC. Yeah. That coach isn't going anywhere. Like, he's not leaving. Uh, yeah, you know, like, like what's the point of go? extending it? He's, he's already at like the cream of the crop of like head coaching opportunities. So I don't know what the logic is aside from just wanting to secure longevity, but I, I, I disagree with the notion that that outweighs like the coaching to prove themselves first. That's my take. What's your take? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's, it's too soon. I mean, we saw last year, Mel Tucker get extended at Michigan state after, you know, a great year with Kenneth Walker, Michigan state was really good. They extend him and Michigan state was horrible this year. And it's like, Oh shoot. Did we make a mistake? It's like, well, yeah, you extended someone based off of one season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like after one year, it's. I mean, in college football, if your if cards fall your way, like you could have a, a pretty good year without necessarily being like an established program or set up for long term success too. Like, like you can look at your TCU this year. Like they weren't probably expecting to have the good year that they had, but like. Now are they going to extend Sonny Dykes after one good year after the first year of his contract? Like, obviously not, but like, it's the same concept, you know, like, I don't yeah. know. And, and speaking of like, why are you extending him? You see Joe Moorhead just got an extension. With, wait, who's Joe, Moore, Joe Moorhead with? He's at Akron, which I get is oh, not okay. a power five program. I think the reason they're extending him is because there were talks of him going elsewhere, maybe being Alabama's offensive or defensive coordinator. Like he was getting looks from power five conference schools, but they extended him. And I don't know the details of how long they extended him, but he had a two and 10 season last year. So I'm like, I mean, I get he's a good coach that has a power five track history or track record, but like, after a two and ten season, I'm not convinced that we've he's earned a extension. Like heck no. Like you've I don't care if you're like getting interest from other schools, like I'm not giving you more money after you've won two games with us. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, and for the record, do I think Mike Norvell is a good coach? Yeah, I do. Oh I also yeah, think, absolutely. I also think Josh Heifel is a good coach. So like don't hear what we're what we're not saying we're not saying these guys are are not good coaches but it's been one season and josh heupel like two games ago got boat raced by south carolina yeah mike nor mike norvell um i mean they were 10 and 3 they weren't 
15 and 0 with a national title. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, it's, if I were a Florida state fan, I mean, I'd be happy that he's locked in, but also a little nervous. Like what if that was a fluke? What if Florida state, you know, plummets next year, then we're just stuck with them. You know what I mean? Like, let's remember clay helton clay helton went 10 and 3 at sc so i I, do i think so 10 and 3 is not a good good omen (laughs) for you seminole fans (laughs) clay helton can do it uh lots of people can do it clay helton's a great guy very nice guy but was over his skis at sc yeah amen to that and he won the rose bowl because of sam darnold so Heck yeah. What a game. What a game. What a game. What a game. Um, let's talk recruiting transfer portal real quick before we get to uh, some of the discussion. Yeah. Actually, we only have one discussion point today we're going to do today. But uh, last little piece of news we want to cover some recruiting transfer portal uh, news. Um, kick it off here because – yeah. I didn't even know about this the San Diego State transfer, so I'll let you talk. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a big this is a big deal. Anytime a four star li- offensive lineman goes into the transfer portal, like teams are going to be going after this guy. So his name is Josh Simmons from San Diego State, interior offensive lineman, four star recruit. I think he's going to stay in the Pac twelve. Uh, you know, I actually I actually didn't look where he was from. I'm assuming West Coast if he's at San Diego State. Uh, I hope He's that he goes San to Diego. a certain school, certain school in Los Angeles, because SC could use any help on the offensive line it can get. <laughs> um, so when I saw that, I just started drooling. I was like, "Oh, four-star interior offensive lineman, please go to SC." Uh, I just hope he stays in the Pac-12. I just don't leave the Pac-12, dude. Just stay here. There's lots of good teams here. He could have stayed in the Pac-12 potentially by staying at SDSU, though. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think, think, I, I, the question I did have, do you think he knows something about potential conference realignment that we don't know? Like, he obviously is a little bit closer to the SDSU program than, than me and you are. Um, does this signal anything as far as realignment I mean, goes? Or do you think it's just like he wants to go to a better school? If anything, it might be as simple sig- as that. If any, if it is a signal, if anything, it signals to me that San Diego State is not going to the Pac-12. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking too. Yeah, so I don't know. And it's not like the other thing. I was like, oh, maybe he's wanting to get out of SDSU because he doesn't want to play in the Pac-12, and maybe they're headed there. But I don't think if you're a four-star athlete, you're going to be running away from competition. So I think what you yeah. said is true. That it bodes not so well for those hoping that SDSU ends up in the Pac-12. But we might be reading way yeah. into it, way too much into it. Maybe he just wants to go to a better program. Yeah, could be. If he's from San Diego, too, there's a good chance that he's at least somewhat of a Pac-12 fan. So, yeah. Um, another highly ranked recruit asking for a release from his national letter of intent, Antoine Jackson, four-star defensive back from Miami. Uh, maybe a result of Kevin Steele leaving Miami. Uh, maybe he'll follow Steele to Bama. I don't know. I don't know how often, I don't know how often players follow a coordinator. I I genuinely don't know. Uh, 
I don't either. I think it would be. But I mean, I would assume that there's some kind of relationship there that's... Yeah. I don't know if you commit to a school solely for the defensive coordinator, but maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyway, that'll be interesting to see where he goes. If he goes to Bama, then he loves Kevin's deal. So, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like yeah. we're going to see more of this kind of like opting out of their already signed letters of intent. I just feel like with the new NIL is going to affect the NLI, you know? Yeah. Just because like, I think they're going to be viewed more as like contracts. Like I don't, I think this is good for, I, I go back and forth on like the NIL stuff and people making money, the athletes making money. I go back and forth so much, but I think overall this is a win. Cause I feel like, schools are no longer going to be able to like take advantage of like young high school kids or young college kids. Like they're going to have to pay them like if they want them to be there. So I think it's a good thing for the athletes in this case, like it shows like, Oh, so if you're not going to pay me the money you promised, then I can take my talents elsewhere. I don't know. I think it both yeah. well. If I'm like a five-star athlete, if I'm like in the 2024, 2025 class, five-star athlete, I'm feeling good about this feeling like, I'm seeing dollar, dollar, dollar bills, yo. For sure. But For sure. We'll There's money, money at a lot of programs. So Yes. But it doesn't always work out in your favor. Just ask Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah, or Jaden Rashada. Or Jaden Rashada. Has he announced it? Or he, oh, yeah, the ASU. We talked about that already. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's get to the, let's get to the, uh, the main course. Main course. Why don't you break down what we will be doing today for our discussion points? Will do. So we are going to give season grades for each SEC team. Uh, we'll probably make this an annual thing. We'll start with the t- with the conference with the national type, the national champion, which is like the SEC, which is the SEC this year and most years, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Respect. Not next uh, year. Not next year. Not going to happen. No. Tulane's winning it at all. I was going to say ASU, uh, but, you know, Tulane's ASU. much more realistic. Yeah. Stanford's going to come out of the woodwork. All right. Nice, nice uh, pun. Nice pun. Because <laughs> their mascot's a tree. Their mascot's a tree. So that's that's really good. I don't know if that was intended or not, but... I, <laughs> We'll say it was. We'll say yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just own it. Own it. Right right when I said it, though, I was like, hmm, that was pretty good. That well was not, not Pretty good uh, dad pun there. Yeah, catch All us right, on so, our other podcast, The Dad Jokesters. Just kidding. No. Yep. Yep. Um, so the SEC as a whole went seven and five in bowl games. Obviously, Georgia was the national champ. Um, start with the SEC West. Uh, for, for reference, um, you, I mean, you can kind of see how you gave your grades. I'll, I'll give my kind of my criteria. I looked at like preseason win totals. Um, and I'll give like a little bit of background on each team before we give our grades. Um, so preseason win total, what, what their actual record was and just kind of like some notable wins for each team. Um, So for me, like what played into their grade wasn't just, you know, they were one and 11, but like if you were projected to win 10 games and you went one and 11, like straight F, but if you were projected to win zero games and you won a game, then like, oh, that's maybe a C, 
So you're you grading know? based off of like expectations I, to how they yeah. were supposed to perform. Yeah, I'm that's kind of, that's kind of how I did it too. That's kind of how okay. I did it. I'm kind of grading based off of if I was a fan of this team, how would I grade this season? You know okay, what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. Like how optimistic was I feeling at the end of this season? Okay. Um, yeah. So we'll start with LSU, the SEC West champion. Mm-hmm. Preseason win total was seven. That was the expectation. They ended up going ten and four, playing in the SEC championship game. Nine and three in the regular season, so they covered that win total. They were over. Um, they had four losses to Florida State, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Georgia. Some notable wins, uh, Alabama, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss. And then their bowl game was in the Citrus Bowl against Purdue, and they had a big win, 63-17, to finish the season. How would you rank LSU this year, sir? I like how you're giving this info because you've got a lot more info than I do offhand. So this is good that you you set the stage. I like that. Um, this is why I, I get... was delaying the podcast tonight. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> hey, finishing hey, pulling okay. all this information. We're going to sound more legit now. So this is this is good. Um, I kind of, like I already mentioned, going off of preseason expectations, I didn't look up like projected win totals or anything like that. Um, but I gave LSU an A-. minus. Um, they covered their, their win total and then some. Got to the SEC championship game. Didn't work out for them, but you got bulldozed by a team that was bulldozing everybody. Um, I, I think it, it's a success. A minus, obviously, as an LSU fan, just a few years removed from winning a national title, you're itching for that success. Like you've got that in your recent memory and you want that again sooner than later. But if for a first year head coach in a program that's had kind of taken a step back in recent years since that national title a minus i'd be thrilled if i was an lsu fan this year yeah i mean they spiraled downwards after that burrow jefferson historic team sorry this stupid box next to me um yeah i actually have an a minus for them as well we got the same grade i yeah if i'm an lsu fan i'm very happy with this season because, again, they were only projected to win seven games. I yeah. don't recall what their record was the prior year, but it was maybe a 500 ball club. Like, Yeah, I, just... I don't think they ended ranked. I don't think they, yeah. I don't even know if they went to a bowl game, to be honest. Like, they might have been five yeah. and seven. I don't know. Yeah. Look it up like, the last, the last two previous two seasons, they were not good. Um, they were historically good with Burrow, and then they just fell off a cliff. And so this was a big step forward for LSU. A- Absolutely, yeah. Across the board. All right, Alabama. Preseason win total, 11 games. They went 10-2 and in the regular season and won their Sugar Bowl matchup against Kansas State, 45-20. to Two losses to LSU and Tennessee. Notable wins uh, at Texas, at Arkansas, Mississippi State. I can't remember if they were on the road or at home. Ole Miss and Kansas State. Um, again, that was their bowl game. So pretty good resume. Um, how would you grade Alabama? I'll go first on Alabama. I got okay. Alabama as just a straight B. Okay. Um, not B for the cuss word. Uh, I just thought, <laughs> you know, their projected their preseason win total was eleven. They won ten. It was still a good season for most for most programs in the country. This is this is a very good season. Um, and it's still a good season. Um, I'm not going to say it was like, 
you know, an F because Bama didn't win the, the, you know, national title. Um, it was a good season. It wasn't a great season. Um, you know, one, you know, take one loss off and they're probably in the playoff. Oh, absolutely. Um, in the playoff. It would just be them or Ohio state, but maybe them. Yeah, it probably would. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I mean, they looked really good against Kansas state. I think that's probably, I'm if they like lose to Kansas state or like, it's a really close game. Maybe I have it as a B minus, but they just looked so good against Kansas state to finish off the season. I'll give them a straight B. Yeah. I've also got them in a straight B. Um, B's I'm sh- I'm sure there's Alabama fans out there that have very much an all or nothing mentality when it comes to the success of their football season because that's what it's been in recent years, national title or bust. So as a fan, I was tempted to give them a little bit well, sorry, whoa, let me clarify. I'm not an Alabama fan. Like from if the perspective were. of a fan, I would be tempted to give them lower than a B, maybe creeping into the C range just because you come in with such high hopes. But it's it's crazy to think that we're talking about a team that finished ranked fifth, went eleven and two, and we're talking about how it was like just an okay season. Like that's the mm-hmm. level of expectation that Nick Saban set up there. So, but overall B B because they're still a solid program, but not a B plus, not a A. Like you had to win the national title to get that A, but a solid yeah. B, which is crazy that 11 and two is a B, but that's how I mean, it is yeah. when you're Alabama. <laughs> well, and it's, and it's, and it's expectations. Like yeah. whether, oh, yeah. whether it's crazy or not, they were projected to win 11 games and they didn't. So yeah. I, I feel like to get in the A range, you have to exceed expectations. You can't, yeah, that's fair. you can't underwhelm. Um, good season, not a great season. Yep. Uh, Mississippi state preseason win total at six and a half. They went nine and three in the regular season, nine and four overall. They lost. Wait, that doesn't make sense. I have that wrong. That must be eight and four. That must be eight and four in the regular they won season. Their bowl game, they, right? Yeah. They won their bowl game. So nine and four overall. Um, they won yeah. the rely quest bowl over Illinois, 19 to 10. They won the Egg Bowl over Ole Miss. If there are any Mississippi State fans listening, the Egg Bowl is everything to that state. And they won it, and that's that's going to bump their grade up for me personally. Uh, four losses to Georgia, Bama, Kentucky, and LSU. Pretty good teams. Kentucky, I think they had Kentucky earlier in the year when Kentucky was playing better. They did, yeah. They had them about midseason. Yeah. Kentucky was yeah. ranked 22 when they played them. Yeah. And then notable wins, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Illinois. Uh, you go first on Mississippi State. What do you got for Mississippi State? I got them at a B plus, B plus because is yeah. <laughs> I just because like they, I mean again, it's gonna constantly come back to expectations. Like the expectation that they were gonna be just barely over five hundred. They're playing in arguably the toughest conference of the country. Um, and to run the table and only lose to like three of, well, three of your losses were against three really good teams, Georgia, Alabama, and LSU. Those are solid losses. If there's such a thing, even though I hate that phrase, but those are solid losses. 
Kentucky, I don't know. Kentucky was kind of hit or miss, but regardless, B plus. Like you did great. You beat your rival. You win in a bowl game. As a fan, you're feeling pretty good. Obviously, super sad situation there with Mike Leach not being able to coach now after passing away. So you've got a little bit of like sadness, I guess, obviously. But as a fan looking at the football product, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. The fact that they were able to come out and win their bowl game after the tragedy with Mike Leach is what put them at a B plus for me. They probably would have been like a B, but just so many emotions. Uh, the fact that they could come out and um, and win their bowl game, I just thought it was inspiring. So B plus. Okay. Ole Miss preseason win total seven and a half. The team went eight and four in the regular season, eight and five overall. Uh, they started seven and zero, oh, finished one and five. Uh, loss in the Texas Bowl to Texas Tech, forty two twenty five. They lost the Egg Bowl. Um, their five losses were to LSU, Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Texas Tech. Their big wins were. Kentucky. <laughs> they beat them when they were ranked seventh. Yeah. Kentucky, Kentucky was, was as high as seven. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But Kentucky was never the seventh best team in the country. No, they were not. But no take him. They did beat them when they were seventh. Yes, they did. Uh, do you go first? What do you got them ranked at? I, I have Kentucky as a C plus. Wait, we're doing uh, Ole Miss here. I have Ole Miss... <laughs> As a C plus. <laughs> okay. I was looking at the Ole Miss grade. I don't know why I said Kentucky. It's I think it's because I saw big Kentucky. I saw big win Kentucky and then I saw C plus. Uh Ole Miss, I got it a C plus. Um okay. technically they covered their preseason win total. They won eight games. They were projected to win seven and a half. So they did cover that. But to start seven and zero and finish one and five. Uh, that's just a disappointing season. Lose the Egg Bowl, kind of get embarrassed in the against Texas Tech in the in the bowl game. Eh, that's not a good season. C plus. I think C plus is generous, to be honest. Okay, i I was a little bit more generous. I, I okay. went with the I went with the B minus. So just we're pretty close there still. We have our first discrepancy though. Um, B minus. Because I'm trying to look at the whole picture here. Obviously, going one and five at the end really hurts and leaves you with like an awful taste in your mouth, thinking what could have been. But I mean, that's unfortunately just the nature of the SEC. Like, you're going to just have like an awful stretch of difficult teams. So trying to look at the, as the college football playoff committee says, the entire body of work, B minus, just because they started out great. They were a solid team at first. They won convincingly, aside from the Tulsa game and the Kentucky game. But I don't know. B minus for me, because they covered their total. But again, it, it, it was a hard B minus. Like I was borderline C plus just because of that terrible finish but i tried to look yeah. at like the overall picture instead of just how they finish so we'll see 
Yeah, I think I think what pushed it over the edge for me into the C into C plus versus a B minus range was the fact that they had like zero good wins. Yeah, it's true. Kentucky is Kentucky is their best win, and Kentucky won seven games. <laughs> it's like yeah. that's your best that's your best win all year long. Uh, that's kind of embarrassing. Uh, that's not very good. So they played Alabama pretty close though. They lost by six. So I mean, yeah, but like every good team they played, they lost. Yeah, like they didn't beat any of them. And yeah, I don't know. I just like at some point, you know, Kiffin's been there for a few years now. Yeah, it's like you got to be winning these games. You can't just come out and say, "Oh well, we played LSU tough." It's like no, you need to win. You need to win some of these. Make the adjustment and and win. Yeah, push yourself over the edge there. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, Arkansas. Give us the lowdown. Yeah, preseason win total for Arkansas seven. They went six and six in the regular season, seven and six overall, with a win in the Liberty Bowl against Kansas, which was an awesome game. I don't know if you saw that game, but um, it was fifty five fifty three was the final score. It was it was a really cool game. Um, lots of scoring, obviously. Uh, they had six losses. Their six losses were to A and M, which is all right. Alabama, that's that's fair. Mississippi State, that's fair. Liberty, yikes. LSU, except my my Cougars also lost to Liberty, so yikes. <laughs> LSU and Missouri, notable wins. They did beat South Carolina. They did beat BYU <laughs> handily. <laughs> Ole Miss and Kansas, so they did have some decent wins. Um, hmm. Don't make it my grade like- here. Yeah, I feel like I might need to adjust my grade. I've made a couple adjustments on the fly, but so far, um, anyway, Arkansas, I gave a B. A B just because, you know, you won the games for the most part that you're expected to win. Um, Obviously, that Texas A&M losses kind of sticks out now, knowing how awful they were. Um, And in... Their defense, I think Liberty's better than, you know, thinking that they're just like Liberty. I think they're a decent program with uh, good old Hugh, Huey down there, Hugh Freeze. Used to be Hugh. Yeah, true. Because where is he now? Auburn. No, yeah, that's true. Okay, well. Who we will discuss next. Yeah. Anyway, I go B. Just like middle of the road, like you, you did what you were supposed to whether that was win or lose. And you gave your fans a thrill at the end with that bowl game, leaving you optimistic going into the next season, I guess. Hopefully some momentum to build on. So, I am going to give them the same grade as I gave Ole Miss. A C plus? A C plus. And here's why. At the beginning of the year, preseason Arkansas fans, and even – even as the season started, I think they started out like three or four and zero. Like they started off, they started three and zero. I got their schedule right here: three and zero okay, before yeah. they lost to A and M. Yeah, gosh, yeah. So they started out three and zero, and Arkansas fans were sniffing their own farts, man. Like they, <laughs> they really thought they were going to win the national title, and then they just crashed and burned hardcore. So, I, again, it's it's the it's the Ole Miss, you know. It's the Ole Miss uh, 
what's the word I'm trying to think of? Conundrum. It's the Ole Miss. Yeah, it's the Ole Miss crash and burn. You know, Arkansas did kind of the kind of the same thing. Um, they were they ranked were, pretty high at one point too. They were like top fifteen, I think. I think they were top ten at one point. Were they? Okay. Um, yeah. pr- pretty close. If they weren't top ten, they were close to top ten. Um, but they were just very hot and cold. They'd win three, they'd lose three. They'd win two, they'd lose two. They beat Ole Miss, then lose to Missouri. It's like, what are you? Are you good? Or are you not? Just never so, got a good read on them. Yeah. Yeah. So because of that, like because of the lack of consistency, they showed flashes, but C plus. You got you got to be more consistent. Okay. Auburn preseason win total six. They went five and seven. No bowl game. Notable wins was really just A&M, and that's embarrassing that that's your only notable win. Um, at first, I started going down. When I started making this list, I said, like, big wins. And then I just changed that to notable because some of these teams don't have any <laughs> big wins. Um, as, it, as it goes, as you go down the list. But notable win, or A&M. Uh, they lost their coach. Uh Ah, what was his name? Brian Harson. Yes, Brian Harson fired him partway through the season. They did like show some some heart with Cadillac Williams, but um, still, Ultimately, I mean, didn't get the W's they needed. Yeah, like they hired Hugh Freeze. I think that injects some some juice into the program. What what whatever you think about Hugh Freeze as a person. Um, aside, he, he knows how to coach football. Um, but I'm just going on this season. If I'm an Auburn fan and I win five games, I'm not happy. Auburn's a proud program and they're a good program. Uh, I'm giving them a D plus. This is just a, it's a bad season for, for Auburn. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a similar boat. I just get went straight D like you gave them the benefit of throwing a plus next to it. I'm just straight D like, like you said, this is a program that's historically very successful. Like you go in with expectations every year that you're going to compete for an SEC championship, if not be in the college football playoff, and you lose to Alabama, which stings really bad. And as fans, that kind of stinks to see a not very close or hotly contested Iron Bowl. That's always kind of a bummer. That's a game mm-hmm. that I look forward to watching every year, and when it's not close, that just kind of doesn't feel very good. So, uh, D, borderline D minus almost, just because of the expectations that you have going in to be an Auburn Tiger. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I don't know if Auburn fans even had that high of expectations going into the season. Well, I know they weren't expecting it for sure this year, but like you still come in with some pride, like thinking like, all right, we're going to play some tough games, but they got steamrolled in a lot of these games, starting with that Penn State game. They just got destroyed. Yeah, at home. Yeah. At home. Yeah. Auburn at home lost to Penn State by 30. Like, mm-hmm. that shouldn't happen. Um, Penn State was good, but come on, at home, 30 points? Give me a break. No, that was a um, big hyped game, too. That was unfortunate. Yeah. All right, Texas A&M. Preseason Do we win even total have eight, to discuss this one. <laughs> eight and a half wins. They went five and seven. Preseason top ten. They lost to App State. Enough said. I'm giving them an F. This was just an absolutely horrendous season by Texas A&M. This was an F. F minus, if that's such a thing. 
Yeah, like is there a like a G or an E? Is there anything lower incomplete? Uh, yeah, they just didn't show up. Give them an I. Incomplete. Like yeah. this is like what? What was that? I. I who knows? They beat LSU. Yeah. They beat LSU. They did, and they beat Arkansas. That was they ended earlier, on a high note. They ended the on a high note. <laughs> they did. I thought they were going four and eight, but they did go five and seven. Did not make a bowl. Horrible season. Like they were, yeah. people were talking about them being like they could, you know, compete for a national title. They could compete with Georgia and Alabama. No, they were arguably the worst team in the SEC. Uh, yeah. They, I mean, they were they were right there with Vanderbilt, and they're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Speaking I think Vanderbilt still better than Vanderbilt, but still. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, record wise, they're the same, but still. Yeah. Oof. Anyway, yeah. speaking of Vanderbilt, moving to the SEC East, um, give us the lowdown on our first team, the two-time national champions, Georgia Bulldogs. <gasps> Do we even need to give them any kind of? They went undefeated and they won the national championship. They were probably yeah. expected to win 12 games and <laughs> 11 and a half was the line. Was it actually? Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, I've got them at an A plus like, yeah. All yeah. Ma- yeah. Okay. A plus like you go back yeah. to back, you defend your title. Like that's a big deal. So a plus there's not really much to say. That was like, with one minor hiccup game where they kind of played it a little tight, which was who was that against? That South Carolina, I think they played Missouri. Kind of tight. Missouri. Was it Missouri? Okay. Yeah. Aside from that one game that I think served as a wake up call to them to be like, oh, there's no easy games in the SEC. A plus. Yeah. Spotless. Clean sheet. Yep. Notable losses. None. Notable wins. Notable Oregon. losses. Sorry. Stetson Bennett to. Yeah. Jail. <laughs> Jail. Yeah, they beat Oregon. Oregon, I mean, South Carolina. Could, yeah, what? any team they beat. I was just going to say, like, notable wins is anybody that was in the, you know, they beat Ohio State. They beat TCU. Barely, barely beat TCU. That was a close one. <laughs> Nail-biter. Yeah. Yeah. Any Anything less than an A-plus would be would just do them injustice. It, it would be just biased. Like, you just have to hate Georgia because it was an incredible season. 15-0, and 0, um, no, just unquestionably the best team in the country. Um, never a doubt. Never a doubt. Uh, maybe for a second when they were playing Ohio State because um, I thought Ohio <clears throat> State looked really, really good. But Georgia, Georgia was the best team in the country and A-plus. Yep. Agreed. Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee. Preseason win total. How was my Southern accent? Was that really good? That was probably the worst Southern accent I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, I won't try that. If you want to do a Southern accent, you got to talk a little bit like this. Although that might Mm. be more like a Texan accent. I have no idea. I I can't tell. That sounds like Andy Bernard's Savannah accent. So Georgia. Yeah, you got something. You got something going there. Okay, anyway, Tennessee. Hit us, hit us with the deets on Tennessee here. Here we go. Preseason win total seven and a half. They went eleven and two, ten and two in the regular season. Dominant Orange Bowl win versus Clemson to to cap the season thirty one fourteen. Their only losses were to Georgia and South Carolina. Notable wins: LSU, Alabama, Kentucky, and Clemson. Pretty good resume. 
Um, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first on Tennessee? I'll go first. I handed out an A to them. Cool. Um, great season. They surpassed expectations. I mean, they were forecast to get lots of wins, but I don't think anybody saw them beating Alabama. I don't think anybody saw them, you know, at one point competing for the college football playoff. What? Do you have a question there, my friend? I was just saying I did. I picked them to win 10, oh. 10 or 11 games. Okay. At the well. beginning at the beginning of the season. Okay. Well, it's the you're... one it's the one thing that I'm really proud of. <laughs> Okay, that's that's. Good. I so Jacob, Jacob picked them. Good job. Good on you. I so I was I was wrong. I was wrong in that I picked them to. I thought Georgia would regress this year. So I was big time wrong on that. Ooh. I thought Georgia would regress. Tennessee would win the East and then lose to Alabama in the SEC title game. Okay, well, Georgia didn't that regress. Was, they did not. No, you also chose Texas to play really well this year too. Okay. Anyway, a for them, almost a plus. I picked Tennessee. I almost handed an A plus to Tennessee, but I gave them an A. A plus would have required them to maybe lose one less game. I know it would have been there, but anyway, what do you have, Matt? See, for me, for me, there's one A plus in like it the national in any in any conference that we're going to do. There's I this there will only be one A plus and it's Georgia. You can hand out A pluses if you want, but I'm just saying right now I I don't have any no, other A pluses. There will be no other A pluses given in any conference that we discuss from here on out. Georgia is the only one. Okay. Um, oh, you're talking any conference. Any before. conference. Yep. Any conference. Even uh, for Colorado. It, you know they had a real dream season. But uh, no, not they even for Colorado. Have. Okay, so then what do you have for Tennessee? You have them at an A, I'm assuming? I have them as a D plus for Tennessee. No, you, no, you don't. <laughs> no, I got them at an A minus. A minus. Not um, even an A. A minus. I'd like to hear the, the thing. A minus. Yeah. So, I mean, well, they lost to South Carolina by like 30 points. So, that one, to okay. me, that disqualifies that them from an A. Um. Obviously, they finished the season strong against Clemson. Um, they got pushed around by Georgia. And again, so did everybody else, except for Missouri and Ohio State. I don't know what, I don't know how Missouri did that, but um, yeah, I mean, it really, it's this, it's, it's really the South Carolina game. The South Carolina game is what puts them from an A to an A minus. Okay. That's, that's it. Fair. That's it. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Because other than that, it would have been, I mean, they would have been eleven and one, and probably in the playoff if they hadn't lose to South Carolina, and that would have been a just a dream season for Tennessee. Yeah, but slightly less dreamy. A minus. Okay. South Carolina, give us the lowdown here. Preseason win total six games. They went eight and five. Did they? Eight and four in the regular season. They lost in the Gator Bowl to Notre Dame, forty-five thirty-eight, close game. Um, South Carolina also fell prey to the Arkansas syndrome, which were, they were just hot and cold. They'd win two in a row, then lose to Missouri. They'd lose 38 to six to Florida and then beat Tennessee and Clemson the following two weeks. Uh, they were hard to read. You didn't know what you were going to get. Um, but they beat Tennessee and Clemson in consecutive weeks. 
that automatically, I think, puts them in like the B range. Um, they finished really hot. I have them as a B. That's South exactly Carolina. where I have them. It's exactly where I have them. Pretty much the same reasons. Like exceeded expectations, gave you some some good results. That Tennessee game was phenomenal as a South Carolina fan. And then beating your in-state rival, like that's doesn't really get much better than that, aside from going undefeated. But <laughs> that's not realistic yeah. at this point. So, and they played Notre Dame pretty tight in that Gator Bowl. Like they lost, obviously, but they played them tight. And I think you're feeling pretty good about the year if you're a South Carolina fan, aside from like some questionable play in some of the weeks where you're like, "What the heck happened?" But yeah. If you can just get some consistency, you've got at least one or two more wins there. So, yeah. If they lose to Clemson and Tennessee, which they were obviously underdogs in both of those games, and they go six and six, I probably have them at like a C minus, to be honest. Yep. That's, that's fair. Um, maybe a D plus. They had like some pretty high expectations. Um, some people, you know, were thinking Spencer Rattler would, you know, turn them around and turn them around a little bit. People were picking South Carolina to be like a kind of a dark horse in the SEC. And until those two games at the end of the season, they were a real disappointment. So, but yeah. they turned it around. They turned it around. Yep. So good on them. All right. Kentucky preseason win total eight and a half. Well, it's seven. And, yeah. Well, they went 10 and three the year before. Thinking he makes yeah. some great adjustments on the fly. <laughs> yeah, seven and seven and five in the regular season, seven and six overall. Shut out in the Music City Bowl by Iowa, twenty-one to zero. I am so glad I didn't watch that game. I, there's never been a time I've been more grateful to have not watched a game than to have not watched Iowa shut out Kentucky twenty-one to zero. One That's of disgusting. those scores, I think, was the defensive touchdown, too. Like, I don't think I, Iowa course. was not must-see TV this year. Oh. I think their defense that, scored more touchdowns than their offense, almost. It It was probably close. That was, I mean, top five to ten, most at least, most disgusting offenses I've ever watched on the football field. Oh, it was just... They couldn't move the ball ever. It was, it was horrible. Mm-mm. It was, it was, yeah. Horrible. So what do you got Kentucky at then? Did you already give a grade for Kentucky? I have not. Do you want me to go first this time? Go for it. Yeah. I just adjusted. I gave him a C. Okay. Um, I, I'm running out of things to say as to why I gave him a C, but they had flashes of, you know, they're a good team beating Florida looks good in the moment. Mississippi State was good. Played mm-hmm. Georgia really tight. So I mean that gives you a little bit of hope, a little good a little bit of good feeling. But overall, coming down from a ten and three season, that's just kinda like hmm, you expected more. You expected more and you're just kinda like, yeah. So just yeah, a C. Yeah. yeah. I have them as a D. Ooh. So Kentucky fans, similar to Arkansas fans, were also sniffing their own farts. And they were just very excited about Will Levis, who just ended up being bad, kind of horrible. 
uh, not good. Um, they lost 44 to six to Tennessee. They lost to Vanderbilt. They got shut out in their bowl game to Iowa. Um, this was a bad season for Kentucky. I know they won seven games. They're projected to win eight and a half. Um, so, I mean, obviously they didn't, they didn't go over their win their projected win total, but it felt even worse than that because they just, again, 10 and three the year before bringing back Will Levis. Um, they were supposed to be, you know, a, a kind of a contender, um, kind of another dark horse, you know, like kind of like South Carolina. Uh, and they just weren't, they just weren't very good. Never, they were ranked. Never really did I, that. Yeah, ranked top 10 at one point, and they just were nowhere near the, the top 10 football team. Absolutely so, not. I got them at a D because it was just a big letdown from the year before. Okay. Florida. Only a few left. We're almost through. This SEC is a big conference, man. They're adding two more teams. Going to call them the SEC 14. The big... Big 14. Big 14. Uh, Florida, preseason win total seven. Uh, They went six and six, six and seven overall. They got humiliated by Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl, 30 to three. Notable wins. They did beat Utah week one. I I think that was week one. Mm -hmm. South Carolina, decent win. If you're a Gator fan, though, you're... I think the concern is that you're not sure if Billy Napier is the right guy. Mm-hmm. And he did um, not instill confidence this last year. No, no. Like Anthony Richardson looked after that week one game against Utah. I remember thinking this guy could win the Heisman. Like he looked incredible. His stats weren't like great against Utah, but man, he made some plays that just looked amazing. The fact that he didn't really develop at all during the year is alarming. Big, big disappointment. <laughs> yeah, that's alarming. I got I got Florida. I mean, maybe I'm being generous with this. But they did beat Utah. That's a good win. I got them at a uh, C minus. I had them at a C. I'm going to C minus. Okay. I, I gave him a D plus. All right. D plus just it's Florida. Like you want to win. Like there's a history and an expecting like there's an attitude of like we win at Florida. Like you come to the swamp, you're expecting to like have people be intimidated coming to the swamp, but that's still needing to be reestablished. Yeah. Yeah. And then that last bowl game loss is just put up three points like are we serious like mm, not good yeah and i mean the excuse will be well anthony richardson didn't play and it's like okay but you can put up more than th- okay well if your backups can't put up more than three points well it's gonna be trouble next nervous year. for next year yeah for sure those are the guys playing next year so yeah uh yeah not a good year for florida no missouri 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 them tigers Preseason win total was at five. They went six and seven. I did not put their, let's see. Oh, they lost. Okay. So they went six and six in the regular season. Lost to Wake Forest in the Gasparilla Bowl. If I said that right. Is it Gasparilla? 
I think Gasparilla. when you're speaking English, it's Gasparilla. Yeah, because I mean, even in when Spanish, I'm speaking English, I still... But like, I don't think that that doesn't mean anything. But I don't say quesadilla. Oh, shoot. Well, then I don't know. Gasparilla bowl. <laughs> the, the, the bowl. <laughs> yeah, the bowl. They lost to Wake Forest. Uh, notable wins. They almost beat Georgia. I'm going to so consider that a not win. not a notable win. <laughs> I'm going to consider that a win for Missouri. South Carolina, they beat they beat Arkansas. Um, aside from Tennessee and Kansas State, they didn't get blown out by anybody. This was a competitive football team. And considering that they've just kind of been the doormat of the SEC, really since they entered the league, other than like their first year or two, I'm giving them a B. I think Missouri, like this is a good, this is a good year for Missouri. Yeah, I have them at a solid B as well. Like you said, they played everybody pretty tight aside from those two games and had some surprising wins, like beating Arkansas, beating South Carolina. And then that Georgia game, man, if you're a Missouri fan during that game, you were you were ecstatic. Like seeing that you were able to compete with like who would go on to win the national title. Ooh, you're feeling good. And yeah. I mean, they exceeded expectations and hopefully they can build off of this. But yeah, solid, solid B. Like you feel pretty good. Definitely. Good, not great. Good, not great. Yeah. Like you're getting better. You're getting better. You were you were competitive. You were not yeah. like you were not like a automatic win for whoever had you on the schedule. Like you had to show up. Yeah, like you weren't Texas A and M. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no a and m they weren't i mean they were bad but not an automatic win i mean alabama struggled against a m a lot of people did it's just like Al- yeah they were supposed to be really good anyway all right vanderbilt preseason win total for vandy two and a half they went five and seven did not go bowling close um notable wins kentucky and florida for vanderbilt pretty good but they also lost to three different teams by more than 50 points. That's not good. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, it's not. It was Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee. So they are really the three good teams. Best teams. So three but best teams still, on their schedule. Eh. But eh. still lost by Getting 50. shut out. Getting shut out in two of those. Yeah. Not good. Yikes. Yikes. So what's your, what's your, here, I'll go. Yeah, you go first on Bandy. I'm giving them a C plus. Like, you sur- surpassed your expectations, so that's great. But, like, those blowout wins look bad. They look bad. But, again, you're Vanderbilt. You're not expecting much. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I mean, maybe, maybe a B minus. But, like. C plus is where I'm gonna where I'm gonna call call it. Yeah, I mean, if the you put same... up more point, if you put up more points in those fifty point plus blowouts, maybe you could pop yourself into the B range. But as of right now, C plus. Yeah, and I guess if we're going like strictly off of, and we're not going strictly off of like what the fans you know expected, but I think that's mm. part of it. That maybe a B minus, but yeah, I'm with you. Like I. If we have Missouri at a B, who is competitive against pretty almost everyone, 
Um, and even even when they did get blown out, it wasn't by fifty. Mm, um, no. I'm gonna keep them at a C plus too. Vanderbilt, good season, like much improved. Um, they weren't necessarily the you know the doormat. Um, you know, beating Kentucky and Florida for Vanderbilt, those are great wins. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I, I'm just gonna go B minus. I'm gonna go Whoa. B minus because I give it to him. Give it to him. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they beat Kentucky and Florida. I mean, even they need though they, something. Need, they need something. Neither, yeah, neither of those teams were were good, but for Vanderbilt, those are good wins. I'm going to give anchor them a anchor minus. down, anchor down, Commodores. Oops. Yeah, yeah. Is that their saying? Anchor down. Yeah, I think so. Gotcha. At one point, I don't know if they still have it. They had like chain links on their helmet. It was kind of cool. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. So next week. Uh, we might do another. Should we keep doing? Should we keep grading? Should we go into like the Big Ten or Pac twelve or something like that? I say we do it every other week. We'll come up with something else every other next week. week. Every other week, okay. just to mix it up. We'll come up with something good though. Stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a like, five stars, whatever you got to do. Share with your friends. All that good stuff. We'd appreciate it. Right, Thomas. Let's go. Let's go, pocket pressure. Mm-hmm. Until Boom next big. week, folks. Until next week. We're out.